2: Shall we begin? Jack's late, and he's been sending some weird messages since last
1: night. How odd. I've also received random messages from Jack today, but he probably only responds to me with more gibberish when I ask if he's okay.
2: Deja vu, host Drew. Uh, But it is Jack. And let's be frank, Jack can be, well, a bit of an ass sometimes. Last night at 1230, he sends me a weird audio message of him saying, look, I
1: wash for supper. Last night, he kept texting me and voice messaging me the word Bangalores. Here, let me play one of them for you. Bangalores, bring up some Bangalores. I just thought he was talking about a good poop he had. I mean, as Jack is wont to do. Yes, he kept calling me Shore Party last night and wouldn't shut up about his Toad 88s and the
2: Wehrmacht 346 Infantry uh, von dusch Sadly, I thought he was just talking uh, some sausage shit he took. It made me all emotional. He always says that. We get it, Jack.
1: You poop. It's not a competition. At one thirty two, he sends me a picture of a Taco Bell bag. I can see from the receipt that it's well over $20, along with another audio message of him slurring this. Dear Hallam, I have been shown in the files of the Yum Corporation Department
0: a statement of the Adjutant General of Taco Bell that you are the owner of five individual menu items who have died gloriously on the field of battle. I feel how weak and fruitless must be any words of mine which should attempt to beguile you from the grief of a loss so overwhelming. But I cannot refrain from tendering to you the consolation that may be found in the thanks of the fourth meal they died to save.
2: Dude, what the heck is going on? He sent me this message at 135. Listen.
0: I pray that our Heavenly Father may assuage the anguish of your bowel movement and leave you only the cherished memory of the loved and lost Deluxe Cravings Box and the solemn pride that must be yours to have laid so costly a sacrifice upon the Altar of Freedom.
1: I really wish you would stop calling it that.
2: What? Calling the toilet the Altar of Freedom? This is Season 6, The
1: Fistful of feels. We're way beyond reason. Still, Jack's antics aside... This seems different. He sent me this weird-ass selfie. Look. Is that a picture of a long-suffering
2: Jack holding up a pencil and
1: dead-eyeing you? Yeah. I tried calling him, but he kept going to voicemail. Let me try him again on speakerphone. Here, listen. The voicemail box of- The Statue of Liberty is kaput!
0: Is full. Please hang up and try again.
2: Wait a minute. I think I know what this is. Jack's got Saving Private Ryan-itis. Saving Private Ryan? What? A dire maddly. Symptoms quickly progressing from a simple desire to quote saving private Ryan to only being able to communicate in quotes from the movie. When was the
1: last time you felt good about anything? What the fuck did you just say to me? I don't know. Something came over me. Uh, Nathan? The first wave is ineffective. Say again. We do not hold the beach. Dog one is not open. All this for one man?
0: The trim was all shot to hell. It was like flying a freight train.
2: Oh, God, it's spreading. FUBAR!
0: It makes sense wanting to do this movie, but another part of me thinks, what if by some miracle we stay here together and watch it through? Someday we might look back on this and decide that reviewing Saving Private Ryan for Drew's dad was the one decent thing we were able to pull out of this whole god-awful shitty mess. Betty Grable. Nice <laughs> scams. Betty Boop. What a dish. I love America. Cool beads. Oh, oh say can, can you see? see? Oh, say can, can you see? You see?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Saving Ryan-itis.
0: <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome back to the Real Feels podcast, uh, where oftentimes we do a uh, different movie of a different genre, a fortnightly,
1: Fortnite. Fortnite. But
0: uh, today's a little different.
1: Yeah, it is a little bit different. So we're uh this is our Patreon special. So nobody has a genre to kind of throw in. However, this is the Patreon special that would have been my dad's choice. And for those who are unfamiliar, because I didn't really I didn't really put it out there in the podcast land. But so my father passed away just over a month ago. And so this uh this was going to be his movie choice, not specifically Saving Private Ryan, but he had his pick of a movie, and uh, Saving Private Ryan was definitely one of his favorites. He loved uh, sitting and watching war films. He loved World War II. Uh, he was a Vietnam veteran himself. And uh, yeah, he, I think he would very much enjoy this episode. And where's the sense of risking the lives of the eight of us to save one guy? Captain gave you an order. Yeah, I think the one he to take this machine gun. Yes, sir, that was one hell of a call coming to take this nest, but the hell, we lost one of our guys going for it. I, I swear, I hope Mama Ryan's real fucking happy knowing that little Jimmy's life is a little bit more important than two of our guys. That every man I kill, the farther away from home I feel. Come on! It doesn't make any sense, sir. Why? Why me? Why do I deserve to go? Why not any of these guys? They all fought just as hard as me. I have my orders too, sir. They don't include me abandoning my post.
0: f cat cat <laughs>
2: <laughs> dogwood is not open yeah no we uh we we love you Mr Hallam we miss you and uh we hope this uh we hope this does you some justice um this is one hell of a pick you know you cannot go wrong with a movie that has withstood the test of time actors coming and going oh, crazy casting unreal
1: casting. So I probably haven't watched this for about like three or four years and re-watching it again I, I don't I don't know how I didn't miss it or how I missed it like the first time like you know going through it and then you know maybe about what like 40 minutes in you're all like oh that's that's Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, hello, Ted Danson. Hello, Nathan Fillion. Hello, oh, little <laughs> Nathan Fillion.
0: Your, your brother's fine. Oh, your
1: brother, oh, my brother's okay. I was, okay. <laughs> was going to take him fishing. <laughs> uh,
0: even, even the guy that had the uh, uh, grenade go off by his head—he ended up being in *We Were Soldiers* with uh, Oh, um, Mel Gibson, and S-
1: uh, right, and that's also that's the kid from uh, *Remember the Titans*. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. james ryan (laughs) no no no. james James francis ryan Ryan. (laughs) jimmy (laughs)
2: brian cranston speak
1: up sir his hearing's not good my hearing's not so good (laughs) lb
0: cranston uh and then we 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 had the the one guy let me let me pull up his name but he's been uh, he was the general or the, uh, well, no, he was the, uh, the guy that said, Oh, their sticks are all, all dropped all over hell and back. There's, oh, they're... yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so no he, way to. He played one of the, he played one of the higher, uh, ranking officers in Band of Brothers. Mm. Uh, he was also in Platoon. And then he, uh, for Platoon was also the, uh, the instructor that trained. Uh, everybody on on basically how to soldier, which again they did something similar for Saving Private Ryan, where like on the Universal backlot they had right. a, like uh, you know a two week boot camp mm. without Matt Damon. Uh, when so, yeah. so they so they, so they kind of hate on him when Matt Damon finally did show up, <laughs> and uh, Spielberg actually um, picked Matt Damon because he was not a known star at that point of filming. Uh, that he won the Oscar for Saving Private Ryan, uh, or no, for uh, uh Goodwill Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting.
1: He wasn't the first choice, though.
0: No, no, there were many other choices. Edward Norton was
1: actually uh, on the uh, that, on the top of the list. So Norton would have done fine. Yeah, yeah. I uh, think so.
0: Harrison Ford was uh, uh, in line for the uh, uh, Tom Hanks' Tom role, Hanks role uh, at some hmm. point. I'm not sure. Sh- I mean, I still would. I'd watch the hell oh, out, no, out of it. Oh, no, I'd watch it the hell out of it. It just would have been a little.
1: a much different film. I think, I think it would have been. To Gruff. Do I want to say... Thank you. That's the word. Yeah, Like, Gruffer came into my head, but I just... I don't know if that was what I wanted to say. To John Wayne. Yeah. Like, all right, soldiers, let's get back into
2: war. Like, uh, Uh, thanks, Sansi Iwo Jima.
1: Yeah. as, As great as the Duke is, it's not comparable to any type of realism in a war film where you know he just says like come on men let's go like no no damn the torpedoes 10 10 out of 12 of you are gonna die oh and that's <laughs> like, why i make this so i love campy i love that hanks
2: isn't uh so like you know Come on, guys, like, rally behind me. He is just very... Let's do it for America
1: and Roosevelt. Let's (laughs) Let's do do some good. Let's do (laughs) some (laughs) good. I mean, when they're on the beach... (laughs) When we're on the beach and he tells them, like, they're like, where's the rallying point? He's like, anywhere but here. You stay here, you die. I mean, and I love the fact that I think so many people probably don't and I love because I watched it twice. The moment that he says every inch of this beach has been pre sighted And like, I don't think that like initially like sets in well until you actually see the fact that like it is a kill box. It is 100% a kill box. And then I started to think while I was watching, man, how many American lives were lost? Just American lives were lost. Okay. And it was 420,000. Okay. Casual. No, uh, 420,000 live casualties and li- no, just like lives lost um, um, military and civilian. Mm, OK, then I thought, how big is 420,000? And then I looked up again. It is as of 2022. It is roughly the population of Minneapolis. Yikes. I mean, just I, right, imagine that like a metropolitan city that that's how many American lives are lost. That's crazy to me. The so introduction. Stephen Am- oh, go ahead. Uh,
0: so Stephen Ambrose, who uh, wrote the. Um,
1: the nonfiction uh, book. Well, he wrote,
0: he wrote the nonfiction book and then he, he wrote one of the Band of Brothers books. Uh-huh. Uh, during the, his screening of it, when they showed it to him, uh, he had to stop halfway through and like go take a breather. Oh, it was, sure. It was too intense for him. Oh, sure. Um, but, you know, it's, it's unflinching, and that's
1: what Spielberg wanted with that opening scene. And that's what he got. $11 million for the beach. 40 One,
0: gallons of
1: blood. Yeah, 1,000 extra. I think, I think it said that, like, 46 amputees were uh, cast for, you know, those who got their limbs blown off, especially the guy, like, who picks up his arm. Mm-hmm. Man. So many, so many, like just various scenes like really stick out. I mean, aside from like the first ten minutes, but like the guy who gets the ping on his helmet, lucky son like, of oh, a bitch! Lucky son <laughs> of a bitch! Boom! I mean, you got you got that Giovanni Rabisi
0: and the other uh, medics trying to to save the, the 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 brigade
1: the brigade surgeon. Oh my god! Just give us a chance. He stopped the bleeding. He stopped the bleeding. Yeah. Uh, it's so, I, I desperately, and I think Band of Brothers does a fantastic job at certain aspects of it, but there was, there was the longest time that I tried to find anything comparable to the opening of the first, you know, those 10 minutes in Saving Private Ryan, and the only thing that I think I found comparable, and I don't think it's any one small section, I think it's a good, uh, pattern spread out, was, Uh, If you remember a while back, I told you about the movie The 800, Mm -hmm. which was the Chinese soldiers who were having, like, one last stand against the Japanese. China. China. (laughs) And that's that's a movie that, man, but it's so, it's weird that, like. Those 10 minutes are the ones that like last. Like Well, that,
0: that whole opening, it's 22 minutes long. Oh, is it 22? That, well, that okay. We
1: say 10, ten minutes. And then it's so, it's it weird because like what
0: was it? 1998 when this came 1998. out? 1998. Uh, it lost to Shakespeare in Love. Which I'm so is one angry of the, at that win. One of the travesties of the uh, of the Oscars mistake. Uh, it was also nominated along with uh, Thin Red Line, which is a very, very different Yeah world war Two movie but in 1998 you know i was 16 um so you know we were 12 <laughs> so so the the daughters behind old papa uh or uh, papa damon when he's uh walking walking out to the the cemetery like back then i was like oh those some hot daughters <laughs> and then watching it you know like now like fucking 40 years old i'm like oh teenage girls yeah okay Fine, but it, it, children! It, it's, Goddamn it, it's children! It's little, a, little, a little bit odd, or it's like, but I remember the first time in the theater, watching it, and, and uh, you know, I was like, oh, these, these hot girls, and then 22 minutes of fucking blood, guts, and gores after that, and I was like, okay, alright. Right. I apologize,
2: Spielberg. <laughs> I
1: apologize. I started looking at your <laughs> granddaughters. I gandered. <laughs> <laughs> I gandered. I gandered.
2: But the introduction of each character, um, they they do mm. it really well because it's it's quick enough where um, it's not Dirty Dozen style where they feel like they have to kind of line them up beforehand to really get a close up sure. shot of each person. It's just that like Caparzo's here, like oh hey, are you part of the group or are you? And people kind of enter and exit. Player three has entered. Player three has exited the game, like you know by getting shot in the head or just whatever. But the group that they kind of ensemble. Again, each one of them, really good acting. No one really drags the line of like, oh, this is this is not good acting. You know, everyone holds their own.
0: H- hunk of cheese in your ass, Caparzo. <laughs> I thought you took. I thought you liked it in the ass. In the
1: ass. <laughs> your mother wouldn't like that. I thought you were my mother. Even <laughs> if
2: the mission's fubar, <laughs> sir. Especially if the mission's fubar. Uh fubar. Uh, uh, I mean,
1: guys, guys.
0: guys I, I looked up in the German <laughs> dictionary. I didn't find any fubar. fubar.
1: <laughs> oh, and and you know what? You know, R.I.P. Tom Sizemore, mm-hmm. who that was just this year. Just this year. I man, him as Sergeant Horvath. I I really liked his character. I also, it's almost comical the way he reacts when he finally gets shot. In the, son in the of side, a bitch. and <laughs> he just does that like son of a bitch, son of a pow pow. out Throws the gun. <laughs> I. <laughs> but also, you know, when he when he gets the bullet ripped through, you know the uh, the right side, possibly like even through like his his right lung. And, I just you know, got the wind Aings knocked out of Air me. Miller's yelling at him. Right, that line. I just got the I just got the wind knocked out of me. Man, tough. I just it, it so many. I think probably the most I mean, and I think it's going to be different for a lot of folks, but I think probably the most uh, difficult death to watch was, of course, Medic Wade played by uh, Giovanni Ribisi,
0: which is which is, uh, you know, it's it's one of the the hardest to watch.
1: I think so, too. uh,
0: Death scenes. And then like I just rewatched Ted. For the other day last week. It's on Netflix. And like Giovanni Ribisi's performance as the medic Wade in Saving Private Ryan versus his his weird kinky lemonade dancing (laughs) uh, in in Ted. Like, I just love the contrast. No, no, no. (laughs) The the
1: juxtaposition of, of two performances, I think you're right. It can be odd. But also, like, this is the same person.
2: Yeah. <laughs> this, this is the same well, guy. I
1: just watched him in Avatar,
2: where he's like, "Oh, you know these uh these these guys, they'll just find another tree. So um,
1: fuck them." And they're like, "Oh, <laughs> you really? Okay, uh, very different players." And, uh, but and then you have uh, Vin Diesel reaching out with his letter, you know, saying, "Family." <laughs> <laughs> well, and. and his buddy
2: telling him, like, stop fucking moving. But like, that's not
1: important to you him know, at the moment. Yeah, yeah
2: he's just like, uh, you know, that's all I care about is, you know, making sure that you know that I need this letter. And what a what a shitty responsibility to hand off to someone well, of, hey, you have to hand it off to off someone.
0: To uh, Giovanni times. Ravisi, he rewrites it. And right. Captain Miller takes that off of his body, right? And then uh, Edward Burns, character with the B A R, who I think was one of the few surviving members of the the actual squad, uh, besides Upum. Yeah, I uh,
1: I think the actual he takes it off of Miller. Yeah, he does. Too. But I think the actual reason like why he's like so concerned with getting the letter out because, okay, so right before that, you know, Caparzo was he was upset that they were shooting the dead soldier. Or at least where he was, like, barely alive. And he's all like, as long as he still has breath, he still has the message. So probably in his mind, which this happened right before him, and he was going for another shot again. Like, if I don't tell them that I have this letter, like, no one's like no one's going to know. They're going to take my dog tags, and then they're going to move on. Mm. That's probably what's going to happen. But at the same time, after it's over, you see how hard that the war is hitting Miller not only, possibly because of the shakes. I mean, I can. I think we can assume that that is like shell shock for it's him.
0: It's supposed to represent that
1: he's got some sort of PTSD. Okay, that's what I figured. But so Caparzo is saying, you know, he says like, "This is why we don't take children." Well, Sarge, like, you know, Captain, it's the right thing to do. We're not here to do the right thing. We're here to follow orders. And you're like, "Fuck." That I mean that's a that's a deep deep line. Keep your head down boys. The shooter's got talent. Well, yeah. Oh jeez. Oh, Barry. Barry Pepper,
0: the who was coolest, also one aid, of the we coolest snipers, snipers along with uh, you know, the the other guy that we had just mentioned uh, from uh, Gibson? No, 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 no. Oh, oh. The guy with the grenade <laughs> that went off by his head. Uh, Barry Pepper was uh, the yeah. Uh, the, the uh, yeah he was the sniper. journalist uh, that or, was in um, when we were soldiers.
1: Yeah, yeah but
0: yeah. Uh, his his that like, that's a that must have been an
1: interesting part to have gotten. I I like it because it almost reminds you of probably because there's that there's that you know like uh, cultural folklore kind of rumor that
0: you put me anywhere up to it, including one mile from Hitler, sir. This war is over. Right. <laughs>
1: But okay. well, see, that's how you gripe. That,
0: nah,
2: of gripes, gripes, gripes go, go up. <laughs> in a chain
0: of command. I don't. I don't gripe to you. I don't gripe to you.
2: But so, like, it, it kind of reminded <laughs> me of uh, Banded Brothers* when uh, he's like, you know, get me anywhere near uh, Hitler and with this knife. T- they renamed Fourth of July to
1: Joe Toy Day. <laughs> <And> I, <sit laughs> I, I, get, I get and 10, ten grand to sit on my every ass
2: every year.
1: <laughs> The, oh. There's there's a thing that says like you know like Mr Rogers was supposedly like a sniper in the war, yeah. Okay, I, I imagine that Private Jackson was like Mr Rogers, just like looking through that scope, going like "Hello, neighbor," <laughs> <laughs> but he's just doing the whole like "The Lord is my shepherd." <laughs> I shall not watch. And they used a, a very interesting
0: technology uh, that the the squibs that the yeah. it, pr- pretty much anybody who got shot right. were uh radio controlled to the gun that was firing at them. So you get that sort of instantaneous, you know, there is clever editing in there, but a lot of it is that, you know, as soon as the rifle triggers or whatever right. weapon is squeezed, those squibs start going off and it looks just fantastic. Uh, in fact, it won the an Oscar for me, right? sound
1: editing. Uh, it won quite a few. Yeah. It won quite a few awards. You're right. One was sound editing. Best director. Best Cinematography, Best Sound, Best Film Editing, Best Effects and Sound Editing, mm-hmm. uh, and then the rest was Nominee. Oh, look, there's Best Picture. Shakespeare's Such... Love. Fucking incredible. You know, I, I, that made me best so actor, angry. Best Actor in a Leading Role, Tom Hanks. I mean, yeah. I think Tom Hanks did a fantastic job. Um, best Art Direction. Best Makeup. What, what else had Best Makeup that year? That's crazy. That's crazy to me. Uh oh, oh look, John Williams. John Williams didn't get miss best music. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But um seventy-seven million dollars. Worldwide gross, forty eight like four hundred and eighty-two million dollars. Yeah, I think I think it's fine. <laughs> Not only that, but it spawned then Band of Brothers,
0: which that in turn spawned the Pacific. Yeah. and um and lots of other films lots th- yeah just yeah and there have been a lot of saving
1: private ryan sort of well i mean like different uh, like different films that came after it where i think people probably said like ooh i think we can tell a good you know war story as well yeah one like hamburger hill hamburger hill uh w- wasn't that before that was before. Uh, um, what
2: am I? Th- the what is the one where he's a, a medic that doesn't carry a gun? Oh, Hacksaw um, Ridge. Mm.
1: Hacksaw Ridge. That, was, so a, that, that was, was
0: a bit too Christy for me.
1: I well, but it wasn't. Hmm. Of okay. course,
2: Jack. Well, no.
1: Okay, so ha- you have Hacksaw Ridge, <laughs> Dunkirk. Um, uh, Dunkirk was interesting. Valkyrie was a great film, but 1917. Defiance. Nineteen Seventeen. Nineteen Seventeen. I mean, it 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 definitely. I think, laid some solid bricks for more war films to come. But it also laid some bricks for a lot of shit war films. I Afterwards agree. Afterwards, tried to rip off uh, the old Saving Private Ryan No, Ride they formula. do, but, yeah. I mean, we also had quite a few great, uh, what, um... Uh, U-571 for some uh, submarine action.
0: God bless
1: u five K-19, The Widowmaker. Uh... It's not Das Boot. Das Boot's Jax. Fuck you!
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, hey, U571 is one of my favorite
1: fucking movies, man. I love it. Don't you love the moment where they're, like, doing the Morse code tapping, and it says, I am U571, destroy me. I am U571, destroy
0: Destroy me! (laughs) But, but like, like Das Boot is, like like, the cheeseburger, the fries, and the coke. Where U five seven one is when you're at the gas station and they have the little gummy like it's a little oh tiny God. little tiny <laughs> cheeseburger, it's the little gummy fries, a little it's a little gummy coke. That's what U 57 was, what is compared to DOS boot.
1: You know what DOS you know boot
2: right. didn't have right.
1: uh, Bill Paxton, didn't have uh, what's what's his name Bon Jovi, yeah. I- I will. Ra- I will take you. U five seven one. I will shove it aside, and I will raise you, Crimson Tide. I- Ooh,
0: <laughs> they're filling their missiles!
1: <laughs> Nothing.
0: What about the Silver Surfer? Cobb. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how fucking unhinged uh, uh that uh, oh god what's his name he hasn't been in I he, he he retired years ago but uh Hugh Jackman? No no the captain in uh Crimson Tide.
1: Oh uh Gene Hackman. Gene, Gene Hackman. I mean, I like I, Hugh just, Jackman. I fucking love how unhinged
0: he gets. Oh yeah. In uh in Crimson Tide. Like that is that is just it's wonderful.
1: What's the summary movie with Ed Harris and David Duchovny?
0: oh god it was like that was awful i can't remember
1: the name of it uh they they were like russian fucking captains yeah they and were russian <laughs> that's what's weird and then there's the one with um uh oh wait is U 571 with uh liam neeson no or is no, that that's um not
2: widowmaker that's uh k2 no no
0: that was harrison ford that's, that's harrison ford. Yeah. ford i can't there's one with Liam Neeson. I can't think of, can't of it. Think of- oh well. But I mean, we also then had Enemy at the Gates. Oh, uh, which, I uh,
1: love that movie. Superb. Superb. So much. Fuck that kid and his chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, slap a back. Confess, confess. Bam, bam, bam. Knocked out all my teeth. <laughs> Come on, tell the boss about it. Maybe you should avoid the red tape. <laughs> Uh,
0: when the man with the rifle is shot, the man <laughs> with the ammunition picks up the rifle.
1: <laughs> Traitors! <laughs> Traitors! Now, oh,
2: man. the hardest death, though, I will raise you one. Uh, because although oh. uh, Giovanni's death is hard, I would say Adam Goldberg's hard, death is the absolute fucking
1: worst. When so he's Adam
0: Goldberg, you are correct. You are correct. So
1: <laughs> yeah, I would agree for two different reasons. One, I think it's the, I think it's painful for a far different way to watch.
0: It, it is, but it, it now it kind of makes me kind of chuckle a little bit. And I'll tell you why. Uh, it's the German soldier who at the end he's doing the shh, shh, sh- shh, sh- sh, which keeps- I have been doing. Yeah. Since that movie came out. And now anytime somebody shushes somebody or like, <laughs> get, like gets intense oh in their face, Anne and I will turn to each other and just start going, <laughs> what
2: does that mean? What does that mean?
0: <laughs> but I mean, that is, that is, I think Upham is Upham's character is the hardest one to understand because he, you know, like there, there is a sort of the, it is cowardice. And I think it's sort of to show that every person. Does you know every person gets scared?
1: I think it's, but a very... I think they give
0: him a too too easy of an out at the end, where he goes from like watching his Mellish die, uh, or sitting on the stairs while fucking Mellish dies. I, th- uh, I think it's such to a, to then like you response, know though. you know you know putting a, a round into the guy who was like ah Bob! <laughs> Um It is that <clears throat> that. I always had issues with
1: that. I I think it's easy to take issue with it, but I think it's also I think it's an understandable response that he had. But like, is it upsetting? Uh, A hundred percent.
0: Upham's character just pisses me off. I
1: get it. Going back to the church scene
0: where he like he sits down, he's like, Can I talk to you for a second, sir? And then he starts pulling literary quotes out of his ass, and you just want to be like, Upham, shut the fuck
1: up. Well, so again, I think a lot of people and i think this is something where it's a difference of of who and everyone who went who went to war i think that some people signed up clearly for like the the adventure and the excitement to be a soldier the adventure and the excitement to defend the country you know some people joined the you know immediately got drafted some people were reluctant some people tried to run i think some people volunteered and and had different intentions like i don't think that uphaven uh like i i don't think that he this is not the war that he thought that he would be getting and and i think that's something that is very upsetting for him have a weapon in basic training
0: did you fire that weapon
1: in basic training but But it shows so much of him he wanted to bring his typewriter like i mean again i I don't think like he expects himself to be like sitting at like a colonel's tent or something like translating intel that he gets. Yeah, but you don't go listening. into the armed forces like you don't show up at Uncle Sam's door and be like, "I want to be a clerk." So like, I think, they, but you, I think he also, I I don't know. I think that give me a in bacon sandwich. Mind, I think that in his mind that he was expecting himself to be doing something quite different, and... Well, I think that's fucking naive. No, and I think
2: think it is. He's thrusted into a situation, though, where um, a lot of them obviously, like, went through training together. So for him, kind of like in Band of Brothers, where they're like, we just stopped learning their freaking names. Because, like, it was too hard to, like
1: you know, watch them die. These replacements, these it's like, it's like reading game of thrones. Like don't, don't get attached to a or, character.
0: Nah, that's why they're giving yeah. us,
2: <laughs> but like, that's when, uh, when, when he says like, Oh, um, you know, he missed out that one guy, uh, like not Polly. Like he missed out on one part of like the war, like Bastone or whatever. And he's like, dude, I was there at, at Normandy with you guys. What are you talking? Do you, They shot
0: me. Can you believe I said that? They shot me. But
2: missing out and not being a part of a group for a little bit of a time or not being a part of the group at all for Up'em trying to come in, learn their lingo of FUBAR and stuff like that. Clearly an outsider, um, but just also not combat tested, not not like Drew said, not the war that he really signed up for
1: to just kind of.
0: Four out of five dentists
1: would not <laughs> recommend Upham for True. This mission. I just realized that I said I said uphaven. I don't know why I said uphaven. uphaven. Upham. Um, so I actually I looked up what the soldier is saying when the soldier is oh God. driving the knife. I don't slowly. know if I want to know. Um, so he's saying he's saying las uns as binden. Las uns as binden, las uns as binden. Let's just end oh, it. Oh,
2: okay, cool, 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 cool.
1: I mean, could you imagine, like, if he's actually, like, if he spoke in English, just saying, like, you know, like, if he just, like, slowly, like, sh- sh- like, said, close your eyes, like, it'll be over or Would soon. you like me
0: to do it again for you?
1: Ugh.
2: <laughs> but there's, there is something terrifying oh. about you fighting for your life, knowing that your buddy is out there too afraid to help, and you're just, like,
1: cool. Well, or... Yeah, I don't think it was a matter of like, oh, it's it's cool. I think it's just again, not cool. (laughs) I I think it's very I think it's very easy for people who have not been to war or been tested by war to make the comment of like, man, that dude is a coward.
0: I just don't it, like the
1: turnaround from, where he suddenly becomes like a hero at then the he's end. He's like, like he fucking badass, right? And he shoots, uh. and he shoots the guy who like walked past him. Like, yeah. man, what a pathetic but it takes.
2: I think it takes that realization that he thinks, hey, we can rehabilitate this, or not even rehabilitate, but like we don't have to kill everyone. And when he sends him, they send him out, and he sees his that guy, that same guy. Not like give up and like, oh, F Hitler. No, no, no. He picks up a gun and now he's killing his buddies again. He's like, you know what? You have no, like, it would have been almost cooler if you just started shooting everyone. Like, just like, dink, 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 you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. Like, just, no, I like, kind
1: of breaks. Well, I mean, like, it's just weird that, like, I mean, he ends up shooting the guy who basically doesn't even see him as a threat at all. Like, when he passes him. He, he should he should technically be killing every American soldier that he finds, because in half a second, for all he knows, the guy could get a muster of courage, turn around and stab him as he like passes him at the stairs. He should be killing. um He should be killing up him. But then even at the like he's just he sends her and he's like, up, him. come on, like that that moment. And then you're right. He does turn around immediately and he does become a badass. But then he like lets the other ones go. Like just run, run away. I don't know. Tale as old as time. It's 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 definitely one of those moments. Um,
0: Up is a queen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. If we can jump back though to one of my my favorite <laughs> kills, um, the the sniper bullet through the scope, just. Such a great moment. I love that kill so much. However, when he also is just up in the tower and sniping, 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 man, the the tank taking him out. So bad. Sticky
0: bomb, sir. Did you just make that up?
1: Great. Now we have to get rid of our socks. But that... The the poor guy, the poor first guy to run up and it blows up <laughs> you, on him. You were
0: like just throw
1: it on the thing, man. It's sticky. Fucking throw it on the thing, and he's all like, he, he
0: starts walking after the tank, and then he gets fucking turned into. Uh, a what sack if we of had a, a a
2: little Jeez. a little giants moment where like the the tar? He's like, oh no, <laughs> uh, you know, he gets all stuck to his hands. <laughs> so the the
0: tiger tank uh, that. Uh, they try to detrack, and they do end up detracking it. Um, if you look on the the outside, the armor, you can see this sort of a coating that looks like it comes. It almost looks like dried toothpaste. Hmm. Um, and that was a an, an additive uh, that they put on the armor after the tank was completed uh, so that you couldn't stick magnetic mines or magnetic charges. Wow. To oh. the tank. But if you used a sock <laughs> full of uh, uh composition B, uh a fuse and some axle grease, <laughs> yep.
1: then you you feasible. In fight. the field manual. Huh. The, the was it the 50 cal? No, it was the 20 cal. 30 30 cal. 30 cal <laughs> it's that they were 30 or 50. 30, or the 20, uh the, the flat gun. The, the the 20 that they were like sitting, the three that were manning it. Like the the guys that jumped onto the tank. And started just, like, shooting the guys coming out of it. They just dissolve. She... I think that's the one thing that... Like, you can watch action films. You can watch, like, gangster or crime movies. Like, okay, someone's going to get shot, and you'll see see a bullet hole, right? You'll see blood. You'll even... Like, you'll see an exit wound. Even Westerns, same Mm -hmm. thing. I think movies like this, where the special effects... And the makeup is done so exquisitely well. Like when you see, and and bear with me. Like I mean, it's it's obviously if you if you're coming to listen to this, like you've seen it, you appreciate it. Yeah, there's no spoiler alerts is, here. But no, well, I mean, oh my god, but it's my liver. It's not my liver. Oh, that's so I sad. I, I could use some morphine. Morphine. But well, and he knew it was gonna kill him. So, but the fact that uh-huh. like the twenty cal. 20 or 50 cal whatever the gun when it's shooting the guys off the tank when chunks of meat are flying same thing with the with the boats coming in and the lid and the uh, the lid flaps open and it's literally fish in a barrel chunks of flesh are just flying i like party poppers it's like fucking party poppers yep. are going off i i think that that is one of the most visceral like things uh, for the for the combat in this movie. I agree.
2: The death of Parker kind of reminds me of um, Gold Leader, and no, no, Red Leader in Star Wars, where just that, yeah, just the the one that you know he's taking, he's doing all the work, <laughs> he's doing a lot of work, and kind of like you know negative, it didn't go in, uh, negative, negative,
0: just impacted it on the surface,
2: but just that. <laughs> this is it we we gave it hell going down into the into the death star
1: i think other things that kind of just stick with you i mean obviously at the end where he tells him you know earn this and you have older matt damon which they got a good person to kind of look like who he would age into i thought that was really Nicely done, but (laughs) I
0: watching it last night when he morphs into the the older (laughs) version. Yeah, like I I want somebody to edit it. So it looks like meth Damon, the actor uh, that that looks like a less attractive, uh, heavier version of uh, of Matt Damon. Uh, Hold on a second. He was so while you find that. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I'll find his name. But but. But the moment, I would just
0: love to see that because I think it would be
1: uh, hilarious. But I mean that moment where he, you know, he tell he asks his wife, he's all like, like, have I lived a good life, like, Jesse Plemons? Am I a good man?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it is a nice dovetail, you know, to have that at the beginning and at the end of the movie. Uh, but it does, you know, it is sort of a an abrupt ending. But I guess there's not much else you can really they saved him really
1: want to go into. Well, they saved him like just like said. two, two people survived trying to save one dude. And I mean, but I also love the fact that he like he was so upset and he said, like, well, why am I special? Like they fought just as hard as I did. Like, why don't they get to go home? Like, why? Why about me? He's like, you know what, sir? You can tell them when you found me that I stayed here to protect this bridge. Like, I have my orders.
2: And I love that he thinks that that's going to be, like, a feasible answer. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, Let me, <laughs> I can't wait to now go back and tell my uh, my superior officer, well, we found him. He said that he wanted to stick around. <laughs> Bro, if I would have known this, I would have turned around after five feet from walking away from my officer and said, oh, you know what? I saw him. He said he's good. <laughs> next, <laughs> next assignment, sir. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But what also the the feeling of like oh like you know now we got to make kind of this uh this last stand um when they have the, before they go into the the argument and then he talks about like you know where he's from and like the the poll and stuff like that when uh I, even before that like when he, he says like well why are we doing this like why are we going up against this uh and you know take out this this nest and he's like our objective is to win the war. Like mm. all of this, all of this is what we're supposed to do to, to win. And, but like decisions then, have consequences, consequences.
0: And then, uh, the, uh, the cinematography where Upham is looking through the site,
1: watching the assault happen. Oh
0: yeah. I mean, that, that was pretty fucking incredible. the hot, the
1: hot potato with the grenades. Oh my God. Yeah, One of the, and I don't know if it's like an appropriate comparison, but one of the explosions where the German hawks the U.S. grenade back and it explodes in the U.S. soldiers uh, area, the this splash of, of blood and guts that comes up, it almost reminded me of like when one of the graboids got exploded.
0: <laughs> you fucking bring tremors into this <laughs> ship. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Like a true ass blaster. All right. So, what would we rate this movie? <laughs> Next stop, Tremors. <laughs> Tremors. T-day. T-day. The beaches. The <laughs> Saving
0: Private Gummer.
1: The T. D-
2: <laughs> Saving
1: Private Gummer.
2: Okay. Oh fuck.
1: <laughs>
2: oh. If this movie doesn't get a full 10 out of 10, then it's like, like there, this is probably as close to a movie that like, I don't have a lot of gripes with, like almost at any level, uh, acting stellar filming, all of it is just so well done that I, I don't know why I would give it a lesser score than like, just it being. Yeah. I'm forced to agree.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I agree. I, you have a point in which this movie is nearly three hours long. And I wanted I wanted more like I wanted more of like Paul Giamatti's company. I wanted more of the fact that this was like Ted Danson's comeback who hadn't done acting in five years. Uh, and did you
0: notice the uh, the glider pilot was also
1: a uh, a real feels favorite from yeah. uh, seven? Yep. I, I you wanted you wanted more like if they could have tacked on another half hour to the movie, I would have been yeah. just elated for it. You wow. get you get encapsulated and you get in trance. And I agree with Nathan. If it's not a 10 out of 10, like if you're having an off day, then that off day better make it 9.5 <laughs> um, out of 10. Yeah. Mm.
2: There are, there are films that I think that, uh, you know, benefit from it. And obviously there are some that, that fall kind of in the wake, uh, like wind talkers. I don't know if you guys ever watched that one.
1: That's a good movie. Come on. I've seen it. That's a good movie. I liked it. I liked it. No, okay, I liked it because it, because it's based on a true story. Okay. I I like it because it's based on a true story. There's other aspects of world war II history that aren't even really, like, brought up in actual films. Like, the fact that inflatable army camps were spread out along Europe, and it was literally someone's job to be stationed there and give fake radio reports and fake, like, troop movements. And when planes would go by, they would think that it's a real thing. Soldiers could hop into the inflatable tank and move it around. (laughs) They, They dropped a dead body dressed
0: in an officer's uniform, Carrying papers that would implicate yes. that the invasion was going to take
1: place. W- what what in was it called? Operation like Swiss Cheese or Operation uh, uh, Bologna or something? Uh, Minspeak. Beat. Beat. Uh Yes.
0: Just, uh, just to 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 try
1: to give themselves better chance. See shit like that. I movie. think is just like fun, fun, fun. I really. There's only one movie that I know of, but I would love a modern day movie of the Night Witches. Do you know who the Night Witches are? From Star Wars? No. The Night Witches mm. are uh-huh, the female the uh-huh. female uh, fighter pilots. The female fighter pilots during World War II. I thought it was just I thought Night Witch was just something that I called my wife after the sun <laughs> went down. These were female <laughs> fighter pilots that right, would liar. shoot down. Okay. Sorry.
2: <sighs> Is it in the same vein as Red Wings?
0: Uh no. I, I prefer Tuskegee Airmen over Red Wings.
2: And you know what? I feel I like also. pilot movies have a hard like pilot war films have a harder time maybe because of Top Gun. So like you have what the one with James Franco, uh with like World War One. Uh
0: Yeah, yeah, the the scene where they're played bocce ball and they're all shirtless. Oh no, that was
1: that was Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> you say bocce ballot <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no capital! <laughs> the, the, the most like androgynous scene in cinema. I didn't think they played
2: volleyball
1: in World War One.
2: Oh, oh, well, my and gosh. like movies like that just don't. I don't know. They just don't hit that well. Um, there's a lot of like. It's. I think it's also hard because like you're in these confined areas, so it's hard to. To have communication with you in the end, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. When like he looks at the Red Baron, uh, the one pilot, and like he's like, "No, dude, not cool." The Red Baron's like, yeah. and he like flies off. It's like, what? Is he twiddling his mustache when he <laughs>, laughs?
1: Thank God! Thank God! I already have a woman tied to the tracks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You'll <laughs> oh. have to choose. <laughs> Catch me or save her! <laughs> 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 but,
1: but you can't do both!
2: <laughs> P.S. Watch Fast uh, Furious, uh, the new one. It's <laughs> god awful.
0: It's horrible. <laughs> I haven't but seen it's about a family, Fast and the Nathan. Furious movie since Tokyo Drift. I, thank oh, wow. you.
1: I have also not seen it. And I kind of D- like Tokyo Drift. And I, you know what? I do too as well. I have not seen it since Tokyo Drift. Now, I did watch Hobbs and Shaw. And Hobbs and Shaw was actually kind of funny. But I didn't say good. I said funny. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah,
0: uh, I mean, like, I, I was fine when Vin Diesel got shot. Uh, because I never really liked Vin Diesel. Like, there's not a movie where I'm like, fuck, Vin Diesel. Like, I never got into Pitch Black. Well, I liked the Pitch Black series. This was good? For, well, his, yeah, it was,
1: for his, like, six minutes? Yeah. he, he was yeah. good and he got shot, <laughs> yeah. he didn't yeah, any longer.
0: Well, <laughs> um, yeah. You didn't All watch, right. like, uh, tr- Triple X or... Nope. The Tooth Fairy? Nope. The only thing that I've, I voluntarily watched, I think, is is I Am Groot. I uh, <laughs>
1: Here, hear. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, coming up, we have Jack, who's going to bring us. You know, I don't know. You don't know yet. Okay, I will. I will let you know. Nathan, do you know what you are going to do after uh, after Jack? I I usually no. bank shot my uh,
2: my pick after <laughs> Jack, so I know after Jack not to not to double up too much.
1: Okay, mm. I I am also unsure of what I will pick. But so we got nothing for you there, We got audience. nothing <laughs> for you guys, but rest assured that uh, it'll be something entertaining. And, of course, you guys can always, you know, hit us up on uh, the Facebook and Instagram for Real fills Podcast. Twitter, at Real Pod. Send us an email at realfillspodcast at gmail.com. Call the Tooch line, 661-376-0030. Tell us what your favorite moment in Saving Private Ryan is. Tell us what uh, your favorite wartime film is, despite the war, despite where the battle's taking place, in the air, on the sea, in the land.
0: The Statue of Liberty is Is kaput. kaput.
1: (laughs) I find that disconcerting. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, guys, hit us up and, uh, we will have another episode for you in two weeks time from when this comes out. But you know what? Do not fret. Uh, we will be up on the, you know, the interwebs and the social media sites for anybody who is ready to, uh, come on in and join us. If you would like to pick a movie for this coming season, you can join us on Patreon. Details are in the show notes. Go to patreon.com slash real feels podcast. So yeah. Thank you for joining us for this Patreon special for 1998's Oscar winner and
0: for Papa Hallam.
1: and for my dad and for Papa Hallam. Saving Private Ryan. So, as always, you're the realist and the feelist. Oh,
0: say can you see? I was waiting for oh, say oh, say can, can, you, can you see? You see?
1: <laughs> Fuck Hitler! <laughs> Steamboat Willie. <laughs> Steamboat Willie. <laughs> dude, dude. <laughs> <laughs>